I am 31 years old, and hopefully I will continue to document this journey. Uh, I mean, it would be awesome if I did it forever. You know, who knows, circumstances could change, but, uh, but there's a lot of stories <laughs> that, uh, you know, that have already <laughs> happened in my life leading, leading up to today uh, that have uh, shaped me in, in huge ways. And, um, the story I'm going to share uh, in this episode uh, is really how I ended up in Orlando and, Ultimately, you know uh, why I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, why I, you know, married my wife, Lisa. Uh, you know, so much of my reality today uh, is because of of this story. And so, uh, in in 2008, I was living in Oklahoma, uh, and. You know, was I was born in California, but moved to Oklahoma when I was like two. So Oklahoma was really all that I knew, and uh, had uh, you know was was in college. And um, towards the end of my college career, I, I was uh, in Africa with a friend of mine. I spent two months in Zambia, and I remember getting back from Zambia. I had just gotten back, and I was. In Dallas, with some uh, with with a really good friend of mine, Lucas, and uh, I remember we were sitting at lunch, and I get a phone call from uh, my roommate back in Oklahoma, and he typically didn't call me, and so I I answered it, and he's like, "Hey man, uh, would you want to take a private jet to New York City?" Uh, and uh, to watch a Giants Cowboys game, and I was like, "What the heck are you talking about?" He was like, "My brother-in-law just won a sweepstakes through Altel, and he gets to take uh, him and, and nine friends. But you know, he just moved to Oklahoma, so he doesn't have a lot of friends in the area. And uh, you know, he he asked me if I had some friends that would want to go, and I thought you'd be interested. And I was like, "Absolutely! Like, is this for real? Like, are you kidding? We're taking a private jet to New York City to watch a Giants Cowboys game?" And he's like, "Yep." Well, sure enough, <laughs> we we ended up uh, we ended up doing just that. And in uh, November of 2008, we hopped on a private jet. Uh, I don't know uh, if if you if you're listening to this. I don't know if you remember Chad, the Alltel guy. He's basically the you know, Chad was the character that Alltel uh, portrayed in their commercials back when Alltel was still in existence. And so we were like, "Oh man, we're going to meet Chad, the Alltel guy." Uh, whenever we uh, whenever we get to uh, New York City, and we thought that was awesome. <laughs> So we we uh, get on the jet. We're all excited. I mean, it's it's there, you know, there's ten friends uh, on on a private jet. We'd never been on a private jet before, so it was crazy in that regard. Uh, and then we get to New York City, and Barry Sanders is waiting for us, and we're like, "What? This is 28 million times cooler than Chad the Alltail guy." The most prolific running back to ever play in the NFL is waiting there greeting us. 
And so we meet Barry Sanders as we're getting off the jet, and he tells us that he's going to be watching the game with us that night. And we're like, oh my gosh, this is unreal. So we get off the jet, and there's a, uh, there's a, a limo bus waiting for us. The limo bus takes us all over New York City with a police escort. And we're going to the Empire State Building. We're going to Carnegie Deli. We go, like, I mean, just all over the city, like, treating, treated like we were kings. Like, it was insane. And uh, there was a, a gentleman there that was facilitating all of this. He had chartered the jet. He chartered the bus. He arranged the police escort. His name was Jeff. And I hit it off with Jeff pretty quickly. I mean, he was on the bus with us all day, and we started talking about faith and his family and uh, just had a lot of things in common and just instantly hit it off with him. I thought he was an incredible guy. We you know, take pictures with him at these you know, iconic spots all over New York City. Um, you know, so he's, he's just like one of our, becomes you know, one of our crew for the day. And don't really think much of it. And, and later uh, that night, we went to the game. We were in a suite right next to Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. And so uh, we end up having an extra ticket. So Jeff gets to come to the game with us. And we obviously get to hang out with Barry Sanders. And I'm, you know, chatting it up with the best running back to ever play in the NFL and asking him why he retired so early and, you know, just getting to have a really cool conversation with Barry Sanders, but I end up talking to Jeff way more. He had a really compelling story and uh, just really connected with him. And so we, you know, leave the game that night, get back in the bus, head back to the private airport. We're going back to Oklahoma. Uh, Jeff and I swap contact information, but if I'm honest, I didn't really think anything would happen out of it. And so we go our separate ways, and uh, and about a month or two later, I get contacted by Jeff, and and there's uh, an event that was happening in Oklahoma City, and he asked if my friend Mike and I could help him out with. Uh, it was just a small, like a you know, airport pickup or something at the at a private airport, and so we we're like, oh yeah, sure. And I wasn't really expecting to hear anything from Jeff, so I was like, oh, this would be a cool, you know, cool way to. Um, to stay on Jeff's radar at least a little bit. So we do that. And then uh, about a year later, so 2009 comes around, into 2009, and uh, Jeff reaches out again. He says, hey, the NASCAR banquet is going to be in Las Vegas. I'd love for you and Mike to come out to Vegas and uh, help us with the event. I thought, well, okay. So, you know, this is the first time I think at this point I'd ever like flown, been flown in somewhere to to do work. And so I was feeling all fancy and, you know, we had to wear a suit and go to the NASCAR banquet. I'm not a NASCAR fan, but I thought, this is cool. So we go and we do that event and, um, you know, again, get to reconnect with Jeff and that was super fun. And while I was on that trip, I had actually accepted a job with an oil and gas company in Oklahoma City. This oil and gas company you know, was like the place to work in Oklahoma. Uh, a lot of my friends worked there, and uh, I was um, you know, kind of aspiring to work there just because you know, the benefits were incredible, and you know, everybody and their, and their mom wanted to work at Chesapeake. And so I ended up getting a job offer while I was in Las Vegas working for ETA that week.
so, you know, it's a great week. I'm, I'm in Las Vegas, uh, you know, getting to help out ETA. And then I also get, you know, what I thought was this dream job offer back in Oklahoma. And so I'm kind of on cloud nine. So I get back to Oklahoma, I start the job and about three months in, you know, I'm miserable. <laughs> I'm in a cubicle doing work that I hate and, you know, just wondering like, what the heck am I doing? Like, I'm not cut out for this. And so, uh, but I started getting, you know, involved in the youth group at my church and was really enjoying it. And so I remember one night, you know, praying like, God, like, I really, you know, <laughs> don't like this job. I don't like what I'm doing, but, you know, if you've got me here for, for a reason, you know, maybe it's to you know, serve at the church, whatever, but, um, you know, if, if you want me to leave, if you want me to go do something else, like just open up a door so wide that I fall through it. I distinctly remember <laughs> praying that prayer. And I kid you not, 14 hours later, I get another phone call from Jeff while I'm sitting in my cubicle at my job that I'm now hating. And uh, Jeff says, hey, the guy that was running the helicopter division for our business uh, has has moved on. He's He's got another job. And uh, I was wanting to know if you would like to move to Orlando and help us run the helicopter division of the company. And I, my jaw hit the floor. I'm like, what? Like, move to Orlando to work full time and do helicopter logistics for NASCAR? Like, okay. <laughs> and so, uh, so I, you know, obviously, I'm, you know, raised in Oklahoma. All my friends, my family are in Oklahoma. And so I, you know, spend the next three days just praying, wrestling with it, um, and just realizing, man, you know, I prayed that prayer that if God wanted me to go uh, go somewhere else um, if he had something else for me that he would open up a door so wide that I fall through it and and he did I mean literally 14 hours later I get that phone call so I decide you know after Jeff gives me the weekend to make the decision and and uh, and so I call him back and say hey man I'm in so they get a they buy me a you know buy a uh, moving truck for me and load up my car and and uh moved to Orlando a city that I had never even visited before and my buddy Eric drove the moving truck because I'm a pansy and didn't feel comfortable driving a big moving truck with my car loaded up behind it and Eric's a boss so he took care of it and drove the entire way uh I think I even slept which I'm a miserable human being for making my friend drive me across the country and then having the audacity to sleep while he's driving. But uh, Eric, if you're listening to this, I love you big time, my man. Uh, so uh, that is the story of how I ended up in Orlando, Florida. Uh, it was a relationship with a guy that, uh, you know, seemingly was just, you know, another friend and uh, another guy on a trip. And uh, turns out that that guy who had uh, ordered the jet and the bus and the police escort, um, turns out he wasn't just a transportation rep. He uh, he owned a company called ETA Logistics, and uh, and and so um, 
him him owning that business, obviously having the ability to to uh, to grow his team and hire people, um, was a really good relationship for for me to have, and I never I never knew it. And so I think the the lesson that I take away from from that story is you know you never know who you're going to meet, where you're going to meet them, who they are, how they can change your life, and I just think. You know, so so often, you know, for me, it, it comes very natural to me. I'm a I'm a question asker. You know, I do podcast interviews essentially for a living, and so, uh, you know, naturally, I I dig deep with people. I ask a lot of questions. Um, but maybe if that doesn't come natural to you, you know, press into that a little bit more. Get curious about people. Uh, you never know uh, the person that you meet tomorrow. Uh, you know, could could literally change the entire trajectory of your life, like Jeff did for me. You know, had I you know had I not met Jeff and, and connected with Jeff like I did, um, you know, there, there's no way you know I'd be in, in Orlando. I can't say no way. Obviously, God is sovereign, and God can do whatever He wants to do. And if God wanted me in Orlando, <laughs> I would have ended up in Orlando somehow or some way. But it's just really cool to look back on that story and to think that, you know, if I'm not in Orlando, I don't meet Lisa. If I'm not in Orlando, I don't work for Jeff. Ultimately, you know, seeing what it's like to be an entrepreneur and, and believing in myself that I can do the same. Uh, so, so much of the man that I am today uh, is because of that relationship with Jeff, that sweepstakes from Altel. Uh, and so... That's how I made it to Orlando.